Oh no. It lost you. <laughs> you back? You're back. Man, technical difficulties there. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> Typical, right? I look at the internet and it freaking blows up. Christ. Jesus. Oh, boy. That was brutal. Uh, anyways, welcome back to another episode of On the Throne with Dick. The technical difficulty episode. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's brutal. Uh, today, uh, you know, this this will be episode 10. And, you know, uh, I'm pretty excited for it. That, that'd be the 10 episode. And uh, with us today, we have, uh, you know, uh, Matthew Webb from Big Red Adventure, the man, the myth, the legend himself. What's going on, buddy? Not too much, man. Pleasure to be on the show. Man, this is this is fun. You know, I uh, I, I heard about you actually from last week's guest, uh well, I can say it. I can't. Yeah, Angela from Backroads, uh, Backroad Truckers, nice. and uh, she's like, "Man, you got to get this guy on your podcast. You got to get him on. His, what he's doing is great." And you know, and so I, I looked you up, and lo and behold, you're already following me. So I just hit the follow button and sent a message, and yeah, that was it was like easy. I was like, "Fuck, that's awesome." <laughs> I try emails, my fan mail, and all that every day, man. So it's hard to keep on it some days, but I'm glad you messaged. Oh, man, I'm glad that you said yes and you were more than happy to. Uh, we're live streaming this right now. So, you know, we're on Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube. And uh, the Sour Moose, I don't know if you can see the comments or not. Uh, you know, there, there we have comments. And this is uh, – what a, what, a, what a cold open that was. We had so much technical difficulties there. I, it, was, it was brutal. 
I just sat there and looked pretty. It's all right. That's <laughs> all right. You, it's not hard. Look at that be. Look at that big, beautiful beard and that mustache. Like, man, and those muscles. Look at those arms, dude. That's uh, fishing muscles there. <laughs> and well, you, yeah, yeah, that too. And yeah, man, I don't know. Yeah, Trudeau's got to be, got to be gunning for those, right? He's trying to ban those things. I bet. He's registered weapons, man. He already knows. <laughs> Weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> oh man! So I, uh, I don't know if anyone here. Well, it seems everywhere I go, everyone knows you. Before you know, uh, I, I go to bring you up, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that guy, right?" And we were talking about it, and you're like, "Yeah, people know more about me than I do." <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's been quite humbling this uh, whole experience, man. But uh, I was on Canada's Worst Handyman about ten years ago, eleven years ago, so. I had a little 15 minutes of fame back then, but uh, th this is a whole other level, man. It's pretty, pretty surreal. Good for you. That's, that's amazing. Uh, everyone deserves, you know, their, their 15 minutes of fame or whatever, even if, even if it is for being the worst handyman in <laughs> Canada. <laughs> I watched, watch season five, check it out. <laughs> well, what show is that? Uh, Canada's worst handyman season five. Canada's worst any man season five. That's awesome. I'm I'm gonna check that out for sure now. It's on, <laughs> it's on where? Sorry. Uh, sorry, YouTube. It's on YouTube. Gotcha. You're you're also a lobster fisherman, right? Yes. Uh, I normally fish out of Wallace or uh, Lismore area, which is uh, in between Nova Scotia and Prince Edward Island, the Northumberland Street. Nice, nice. You uh, you ever watch Wicked Tuna? That's not lobster, but. I, I'm not a huge TV person. If I do, it's usually Discovery or History Channel, but uh, I have a lot of avid fr fisherman friends and I like to hang out with them and usually get sucked into a show or two. <laughs> nice, nice. So, so do you want to explain who you are and like what, uh, what you're known for now other than being Canada's worst handyman, I guess? I'm known for lots of things, but I'll explain this one, I guess. <laughs> uh, I'm Matt Webb. Uh, I started a, a adventure. It's called the Big Red Adventure. It is a, a fundraiser and a memorial run for my my friend Anthony Morgan that passed away in a motorcycle crash. So uh, it's been it'll be two years now that uh, it'll be going on the two year anniversary of his accident or whatever. So uh, I was on scene when he crashed. I was able to save his life. I used my belt to stop the bleeding in his leg and stuff. And I uh, got him two extra weeks of his life. And sadly, he succumbed to his injuries two weeks later in the hospital. And uh, I was there and, you know, got to say my goodbyes and whatnot. So um, it just shows how, how life is could be really, really short and people come and go. So I, I wasn't going to let his name just die in vain, right? So uh, I've been thinking about this trip for over 20 years now. I had a boss that basically dare me or bet me to, to drive a three-wheeler across Canada. And uh, I ended up selling that three-wheeler and didn't do it. I avoided it ever since. So it's been in the back table burning. And uh, yeah, so I just uh, finally found the right bike, Brittany. I found her in uh, Coldstream, BC. And I knew right away she was the one, man. So uh, yeah, <laughs> $500 later, I was sending her across Canada on this epic tour. And it's a a fundraiser for Bikers Down Society, which is a nonprofit organization in Nova Scotia, and uh, they help injured motorcycle riders and they go farm 
like beyond that too they help uh, kids with cancer and everything else so it's a, i think there should be one in every province by the the next coming couple of years right absolutely um i read about that about the belt actually you used it as a tourniquet and <laughs> you know you saved his life for you you gave him a few extra weeks anyways and that's huge. And, and, you know, I read that you, you wore it on your trip, uh, you know, uh, as a symbol, right. You know, like, Hey, this is the belt that, you know, it granted my friend an extra two weeks yeah. and you know what, it's going to be with me the entire way. It was protection. And, you know, I, I had my, one of my knives with me and stuff. Right. So, uh, yeah. And I, I wore it proudly. It's, uh, it's still stained in his blood and that's uh, the last little bit of him that I have. So. It was good to have That's him with. Incredible. Actually, uh, where did I put that? Ah, never mind. <laughs> We're good. I oh, that's it. incredible, man. Yeah. No. So, so the 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 three wheeler cost you five hundred dollars. Yeah. That's it. It just cost you. How much work did you have to do to it? Uh, honestly, I didn't do nothing. <laughs> wow. I uh, I put uh, one tube in because uh, one of the tubes was leaking, and I bought extra ones to bring with me. But uh, I drove a little over a thousand kilometers before I had a tire issue, and uh, took it, replaced the tube. I even I still have that tube; it was the original one. Uh, but other than that. Yeah, like uh there was no not much put into the bike uh i still have the original spark plug from it uh i did foul it up after going into jasper i seized the motor in uh mount robson it seized solid side of the road i thought it was completely done uh quick thinking i packed the motor with snow sizzling popping sound like a freaking bacon fry and uh, I changed the oil there in the side of the road and put new oil in it. Blind Faith pulled the cord and she fired, man. So still the original motor. I haven't done nothing to it. The only thing wow. that I uh, changed the, the tires, the rims, the hubs, and front bearings, brakes, and I adjusted the valves. And I just did that by hand at a guy shop in, uh, I think that was in Saskatchewan. Wow, good for you. That's I would never have thought of that. The motor's gone. I probably would have packed her in. You know, like I'm not that smart. So you know, go, you know, throw her in the snow and yeah, two o'clock in the morning, man. I didn't really have much options, but I had to get off the side of the road, right? So, uh, yeah, just I don't know. I, I give that to the military. It doesn't really give me time to to <laughs> not react. It's just you got to act, right? You have to. Don't think about it. Just do. <laughs> Absolutely. No, that's huge. Um, my my grandfather is probably looking down at me in disappointment right now. <laughs> you know, like, like, dude, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, uh, no, that's that's awesome, man. Um, so you started in Hundred Mile House, eh? Yes, Hundred Mile House, BC. Yes. That's uh, what. What's the significance of starting there? So Anthony was from Dawson uh, originally in BC. But his chosen family was from 100 Mile House. And I wanted to give back some of his belongings that, you know, I, he had his uh, vest on and patches and stuff like that uh, that were covered in blood. And I want his family to, to have that. And uh, he had a, a hatchet that his uh, 
father-in-law's father gave to him. So I gave that back to his father-in-law. And it was just good to to meet his true family and have a good send off. That's awesome, man. Uh, that's huge. Um, so what, how far is the trip from hundred mile house to, to the destination? And I don't need, know if you can see the comments down here or not, but the sour moose just said, thanks for what you're doing. The husband and I used to ride, but the last accident, a truck hit him and it scared me. Yeah. It's uh sadly, it's not, if it happens, it's when it happens because really, if you're riding two wheels, man, it's dangerous every time you turn the key. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I think I've been, uh, did a lot by just actually getting the, the bikers, uh, down association name out there. And hopefully down the road, there'll be one provincial wide, like it's, uh, the bikers don't really get that much support. Right. And, uh, with the price of fuel, thanks to Trudeau, uh, you know, we, we a lot more people are getting scooters and Vespas and Harleys and everything else because it's all you can afford to get back and forth to work. So, absolutely, we deserve uh, room on the road just like anybody else. Justin, Justin, in the comments there said, "Sorry to hear about your grandpa and f the Ontario police." <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know, I'm a little bit upset. I wasn't able. I missed my grandfather's uh, funeral and whatnot, but. He knows I'm stubborn. Uh, there's no's not really in my vocabulary. So I wasn't going to stop for that. Uh, OPP got me. Yes. You know, and I thought I would never get through BC telling the truth. <laughs> like, you know, this, there was, you go. this was basically the trial run. I wanted a, a $500 vehicle, uh, value village gear, skidoo suit that was from the eighties and shit like that. Right. I, I wanted low budget, just jump on and go. And, I took my time. I enjoyed it. Within two weeks of riding, just riding, I, I did 3,194 kilometers and got caught by the OPP getting gas. <laughs> Unreal. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. There's there's more to that. But um, so you started off, what was it, the 7th of January? That uh, I saw? First is when I started. What's that? January 1st. January 1st. Oh, I thought it was delayed or something. But all right. All right. Wow, me doing shitty homework. Uh, so January first, that's uh, man, that had to been that had to been cold. Yeah, so it, it was right around. There was a full moon coming on. That's why I said the first. And like, why not start a new year with a new adventure, right? So, uh, rolling into Jasper, it was damn near minus thirty, minus twenty four, but with the windshield and plus me riding, it was it was minus thirty or thirty five. Uh, I, I pushed myself to the limit that night. Like I, I damn near quit a few times, especially after, you know, seizing the motor. But uh, after an hour and a half little snooze in a Johnny on the spot that I turned into a little sweat lodge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I realized Anthony's with me and this was a big test. That was a big test. And I did it. I got through the, the switchbacks of freaking BC and the, the Rockies and into the Jasper National Park. Like, by far, probably the only three-wheeler to roll through there in history and probably ever. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's incredible. Yeah. Sometimes it's better to ask for forgiveness than it is permission. And I, I think they caught on to that right away. <laughs> well um wasn't it like didn't aren't big reds uh technically illegal now i think right the production of them was banned so yeah. i think 
Peter or whatever was when the, the production was done. But like you're still allowed to own them, sell them. You can insure them, which is hard, whatever, right? But there, there's loopholes everywhere. And now that uh, I've kind of put an awareness out there and I guarantee I brought the price up 25% across Canada. <laughs> So there's going to be a lot more people trying to insure them. So somebody's got to jump on the bandwagon and start making it easy, right? Yeah, I tried to buy a big red a few years ago um, in Ontario. Actually, um, we were we were quad shopping, and and I, my wife ended up getting a Honda Power Max, a two fifty. Oh, nice. And uh, but we stopped and we looked at a big red, and my dad was with us, and he was like, "Man, this is so cool! So many people died on these things, you know." <laughs> and like, and and you know, he's like, "I I don't think you should buy that. You're terrible with with like I hit the ditch a lot, so um you know, and and do stupid things." And back then I was like eighteen, nineteen, maybe twenty, maybe twenty, right? So like it was probably definitely a smart decision not to get one. <laughs> Uh, a lot of people ask me if like why the big red blah 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 because it scares me every time i drive it like you know same reason i ride a harley third gear scares me every time right so it is what it is well hey there you go you know if you're gonna do something for a friend uh, and go on like a you know like a memorable trip and break try to break a world record at that you know you might as well do it on something that scares you right well, yeah, the world record that I was trying to break was set with a spider. So I don't know if you know what a spider is, but it's a glorified skidoo with wheels. <laughs> it's a three-wheeled motorcycle that, yeah, anybody can drive Canada twice in the summertime and, and beat that record. It's 13,500. I wanted to set it with a big red, zero suspension, and I did it in one of the uh, worst winters recorded in history. So bragging rights <laughs> like like coldest you mean yeah man alberta's had it easy this this winter man we we've gotten off easy today was minus 40 that sucked but like uh you know we we've had it fairly easy you know it's only gonna be cold for three days and then she goes right back up to like minus two yeah so we we're lucky here in nova scotia now like uh they're calling for a big shit show storm this weekend but i'll believe it if i see it but today was probably around two degrees like it was nice. Good for you guys, man. That's insane. What a winter. Well, yeah. So how fast were you able to go this whole time? Because, like, how fast do those things even go? And, and, and what's safe, especially when, you know, icy conditions? Uh, going downhill, <laughs> probably 70, 75, you know. But uh, with the other bike, uh, I was asking – you know, between 35 and 45 kilometers an hour. And at the, the 45 kilometers an hour range, I was averaging like 120 kilometers per tank. So it was uh, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> Cheap. I was it's not bad. Holding gas, that's for sure. Uh, so you were saying earlier when we were talking, like, you know, the preparing for this trip, you know, you, you had to save up a bunch of money and, and, and you did a bunch of things to get that money. Uh, oh, yeah. How long, how long were you preparing? You said two years, but how long were you preparing? Uh, and, and what kind of jobs did you do to, to get all that money together? Well, it was last minute kind of uh, prep work. So I had a wedding in October 
to go out for. I was a best man for my buddy Kale. And uh, that's where I got the bike. His brother-in-law brought it down. So it was like first of October, I fell in love with Brittany and uh, I knew it was, it was time to happen. So I went up to the Grand Prairie. A uh, buddy of mine owns uh, diamond coatings and uh, sandblasting. So I ended up doing some work with him. Went uh, First night I was there, yeah, he showed up. He's like, uh, do you want to go on the rig with me? Like, we can go do the patch and stuff, but you got to shave. <laughs> so I shaved completely off October something. And this is <laughs> from that one shave. <laughs> I was luckily enough to keep the mustache. But uh, other than that, like, I, yeah, I did uh, sandblast coatings. I did forklift operator, uh, you know, the odd little carpentry stuff here and there too and there's there's not much i don't do to, to make money if i need it right and along the way uh the guy that gave me the second bike i went back the day, next day and i helped him uh tear apart i think it was like an old uh welding deck or something off a big 18 wheeler so just goes around comes around right so he gave me his time i gave him mine that's all we got in life really is time absolutely then that's pretty much all you're doing when you go to work and and you know you're basically trading time for 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 money right you're trading time for plastic is what you're doing right <laughs> and it's oh it it's so it's so hard sometimes when you start thinking about that when i start thinking about that i'm like man i'm basically just trading my time for for plastic right <laughs> and and it's so hard to like think about that and then just put your boots on and go do it yeah, today I woke up, I slept in one of the campers at the, the campground up there and walked outside, had a coffee, watched the sun come up, watched the ocean. Like, that's a job I want for the rest of my life. <laughs> so, you know what that's I mean? awesome. I, mean, I don't have to worry about anybody else. I don't need any, you know, somebody's thumb on top of me and complacency and blah, blah, blah. I was never that guy. Uh, some people chose the 40 hours to 60 hours a week complacency and living in debt. I chose the the unseen. I chose to say yes every time. I chose to travel. So I I, I, I gained knowledge and experience, and I, I wouldn't change a thing. Hell yeah, man. I, uh, I, I don't really like to spend my money, but if I do spend my money, I like to spend it on experiences, right? Um, you know, that's what you know, I want to take my kids everywhere. I want them to experience everything. My wife and I, we, we've been on so many road trips and, 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 uh, vacation, not vacation. Yeah. Okay. Vacation. Sure. We Disney world a couple times as adults, no kids. Right. And it was, this is crazy. This is awesome. I love this. Right. Uh, Seattle, uh, Salt Lake city, uh, uh, San Diego, uh, Florida, all over California, uh, the flyover states, you know what I mean? And it's all about the experiences, man. And dude, like you've been on some, you've been on some pretty, this, this one was a wild one though. This was, this was a, a wild experience. I felt like Wayne Rothschild and the, 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 uh, on the road again, that old show, <laughs> just going through all the back towns, getting all the old, you know, meeting all the old ladies and stuff at the pubs it was a good trip man like and i can't wait to do it again uh just the ball rolling this was the test you know uh logistics wise whatever i'm just a shit show <laughs> you know so i will get legit it's i haven't had a valid id in over a year so that's whatever right so it's, uh we all gotta bite the bullet and sign that government paperwork every now and again right so 
Yeah. <laughs> what uh, What was your favorite place to stop when when you were rolling through, or or what was? Yeah, I guess if you just rolled through or you stopped, what what was your favorite place to see? Driving through Banff as or not Banff, sorry, uh, Jasper, uh, Mount Robson and that, as brutal as the night that was, uh, like it pushed me to my limits. I had great, the signs of frostbite on my cheeks because I was wearing a vintage helmet that I couldn't close the, <laughs> the visor and shit. So um, probably there, but like all, home's always the best for me, right? Like it's Nova Scotia is, uh, I always take it for granted. Uh, I, I do travel quite a bit. I'm in Vancouver. I'm in Fort St. John, BC, like, uh, or I'm in Toronto, all over Ontario. Like, so, but every time I always come home for lobster fishing, I, the, I thrive for that smell of ocean and uh, just 15 minutes from everywhere here. Right. So if, if you want to do a 15 minute town, <laughs> Trudeau, I know you're watching <laughs> Nova Scotia is the place to do it because there's a beach or there's a lake or there's a pond or whatever. Every 15 minutes, man. It's uh, I love it here. That's awesome, man. Home is where the heart is, right? Yeah. I, I'm from Ontario, which, you know, fuck Ontario. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> well, well, how far into Ontario did you get? Uh, I think it's called Ingus, I-G-N-A-C-E, Agnes, or, so uh, yeah, like um, 300 and some kilometers or whatever. You got 300 kilometers into Ontario? Yeah, I waved the cops. They stopped, took pictures and shit. So this guy, I super felt bad, but I didn't. I was like, my grandfather died that morning the day, the day I got caught. So I was, you know, not really in the right mindset to, to be talking to anybody. And uh, just walking up to me, I could tell he didn't know who I was. And then the girl that was with him, I made eye contact. And I'm like, you follow me on TikTok. <laughs> and she dead in her tracks her head went down and then just let buddy do his job right and i get it yeah whatever he was like he seen me at the gas station what did he do but there was nothing they could do private property they didn't see nothing there was no reports nobody called on me like it's just he was a rookie that doesn't have the internet i guess because at that point i was already in uh, dirt wheel magazine uh, the drive.com atv.com uh, CBC global. I was, uh, <laughs> I was trending on a lot of platforms, right? So it is what it is. I, I, it was a, it was a test, and I got over half of Canada. And at that point, including buying the bike, motels, food, oil, gas, I was under two thousand dollars, man. So, Shut up. Yeah, like wow. I, I do a value village, you know, cheap friggin' ride across Canada. You don't need special gear to do it, man. Like. The, the thrift stores and the, the army surplus is basically where I got all my winter gear and just full send, man. Wow. That's two, two grand. Like, man, that whole trip, you know, if you had finished it, probably close to four grand. Yeah. Like Maybe. I said, my budget was six ish. Right. And then I, I would have been well under that. But uh, by the time uh, I got picked up in Ontario and drove to Toronto, buddy's truck broke down and blah 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 it was a two thousand dollar trip right there <laughs> just, just to yeah. go out of ontario to the other and i wasn't even fucking out of it yet so yeah, whatever right it's i know uh, buddy needed a little bit of a hand so he got to hang out i fixed his truck i know that he's moving with his mom here in a little bit so they'll be safe to drive because the truck's good to go that shit happens for reasons right
what was the official uh was it a charge what was what was the official explanation so uh no charges no nothing what they said was uh because i don't have a valid license i obviously have no insurance so with the no insurance i couldn't continue so you don't have a, a a full license or whatever in your name you, you can't get insurance so that's, that's what brutal yeah so i had a I bought an 84 big red multiple of them over the years. So I had a plate from an 84 big red from Nova Scotia on the back of the bike. So they could have took that plate because it wasn't to the right bike, whatever. But <laughs> I was like, I tried. <laughs> Damn. Damn. I'm going to, I'm going to put the, uh, when this video goes up, I'm going to add in the, uh, GoFundMe for the bikers down, uh, society. Uh, and, and, and in the, the description as well, like that, that's, there's a lot of people that, that, that touches, right. Uh, my father-in-law, he's an avid, uh, biker or, or he's a Harley enthusiast, I guess. And well, he drives a V-Rod. What do you got to say about the V-Rod? No complaints, man. As long as you get two wheels and you're full throttle, I don't care what you drive. Everyone makes fun of him for the V-Rod. So I was kind of hoping someone else would too. Cause <laughs> Yeah. But no, that's that's huge, and you know, I know his wife and uh, my mother-in-law, my and my wife. They every time he goes out, you know, it's always on the back of their minds, right? Yeah, it's yeah. It, they they two style helmets, open casket and closed casket, right? So uh, it's not if it happens, it's when it happens, and it's just if you're prepared or not, right? So uh, when Anthony crashed in front of me, I did what every biker would have did, panicked. I hit the front brakes. I almost went down. Something, whatever, kept me up, and I was able to, to save his life, right? So uh, anything can happen on the roads, uh, from a pebble to grass clippings or the sun in somebody's eyes, right? So there's just many, many, many factors out there. But that's part of the fun of riding, right? Like, yeah, I'm not riding to get scared, <laughs> but it happens almost just about every day that I drive. Yeah, no, that's yeah. I, 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 people that drive with me feel the same thing, right? Yeah. Like I said, I hit the ditch a lot, right? Yeah. It's, it's my thing, right? And and you know when they're driving with me, that's that's just it, right? It's not if, it's when, right? And it, it happened last week. It happened again, right? Like at least three times the winter, right? So I'll, my wife, my wife, sorry, go ahead. I'll be thirty-eight this year and never had a license. Wow. Because military, when I was young, I was like, well, I didn't need one, right? And I just boycotted it my whole life. But I drove. I drove on the highways, everything, since I was 14 years old. I bought cars and just drove them. And did I get caught? Yeah, multiple times, whatever. Like, <laughs> the only times I got caught was usually a roadblock, which is like once every three or four or five years. So <laughs> I'm not saying go out there and just drive, but like, I never got in any accidents. Like I, I never hurt anybody. Like you know what I mean. So, uh, I don't condone it, but I did it. <laughs> like, it is what it is. Licenses, licenses are overrated, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen some people with a license. Hi, it's me. Uh, that probably shouldn't have one, right? So it's you know, and, I, and I've seen a lot of people without a license that hey, they're they're amazing. They're great. Right. <laughs> operator and blah 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 right it's just if you're not driving like a dick you're not going to get pulled over no offense dick 
(laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I, um, my biggest thing when I get pulled over, like every time I've been pulled over, it's never for speeding. It's never for, you know, swerving or anything like that. It's, I forget to turn the lights on when I leave like Boston pizza or whatever. My, my Jeep doesn't have automatic lights. Right. So you know, I don't, I forget to turn them on sometimes. So I'll leave and, and I'll know, I know right away. As soon as I see the cop, I look down and I can't see my lights. I'm like, shit. So I, I flick them on and then I'm like, here we go. It's time. Right. And, and it happens. And I've never been pulled over. They, oh, I mean, I've never been fine. Sorry. They pulled me over. They have like, you drinking tonight. I guess that's a clear sign of uh, drinking is people getting to turn on the lights. That's what I've been told. And they, they just do the sobriety test. And I, I'm like, hey, man, I don't drink. So, you know, um, they they do the thing. And they're like, hey, man, just remember to turn on the lights. It's like, yeah, gotcha, bud. <laughs> yeah. I got a scatter brain. I, I forget the, the easy things like that. <laughs> Even too. Looking at the car, getting into it. Turn the lights on. Get in the car. All right, I forget. <laughs> like, yep. Hey, I, I'm there with you, buddy. Uh, oh man so um so you get to toronto right what 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 how long did it take you to get from hundred mile house to uh ignis where they pulled you over Uh, okay so i stayed in a few places along the way so riding wise uh it was two weeks but when i rolled into ignis it was uh the first week of February. So I took nine days off at uh, Butuo Lake Resort in uh, uh, Manitoba. What's it called? Oh. Uh, it's like Sunset or something. Not Sunset. Yeah. Uh, I know. I know where it is because it's on your website. It still says that's where you're at. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, I did. I took a lot of time off because, well, two or three nights of driving in that sub-zero temperatures is pretty hard in the body. And I was in no rush to get caught. So <laughs> I took my time, enjoyed it. And I had to let social media and stuff catch up, man. Like by the time I get into Saskatchewan and that, uh, I was in Dirt Wheel Magazine and getting a lot of uh, recognition down in the States and like Australia and all over the place. And uh, Canada wasn't doing nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, when I, stayed at the resort i i stayed there for eight days and halfway through that period is when i got on uh, with global and ctv and everything else so it was uh it was nice to see mainstream media finally realized i was doing something good and uh you know just trying to make a couple bucks for the the bikers down society there and you know keep my name's uh, my friend anthony's name out there and alive hell yeah man that's awesome um so how was the resort a big shout out to the resort oh yeah uh, wicket uh dave's the owner he uh gave me his one of his own personal skidoos the whole time i was there at my own free will had my own cabin the uh, wood stove there uh cold beer on site like yeah it was uh really really refreshing and turned into a it's got to be a lifetime friendship too and not to mention a hot shower oh man that's nice uh, i tried i stopped in uh regina and I had, it was like that middle of that ice fog snap that we had. I had probably a good solid two inches of ice head to toe on the front of me. And I walked into the restaurant or the uh, motel 
And I asked if they took cash. The guy just shook his head. And I was like, really, man? Like, you don't take Canadian currency? Usually it's like $250 deposit or something, right? And he's like, no. I was like, I'll give you $1,000 cash, man. I just want a shower. He's like, no. So I bit my tongue and I fucking got on that highway and I pinned her. And I, I ended up in some uh, Indian head or Indian somewhere yeah. past Virginia. And I ended up uh, getting a motel. But he see me on the freaking Google on the interweb. So he gave me, you know, 50% off a $60 a night. And, oh man, that was one yes, of the sir. bubble bath of my life right there. You had a bubble bath. <laughs> oh, but every place that had, I got in the motel had a tub and I had a bubble bath every time. Cause it was the only way I get my body core temperature back up to room temperature, man. I give off heat like a wood stove, so I wasn't really worried about the the cold. I was worried about me sweating, and that's when you, yeah. you know, you sweat, you yeah. die. I'm usually pretty warm too, and uh, same thing happens to me. I work outdoors, you know. I work in the oil and gas industry, and today was minus forty, you know. And I wear the same thing year round. I wear, except for you know, I'll add a toque in the winter. Yeah. And maybe a sweater underneath my coveralls, but I don't wear a jacket. I don't, I wear basically the same thing year round. And, you know, uh, I stay fairly warm, you know, but, you know, then I start to sweat and then it becomes an issue, right? And it's like, ugh, you know, and, and, you know, so, oh, yeah. What, yeah. I, what kind of boots were you wearing? Uh, basically the same style as the Dunlops rubber boots, but I believe an action brand i got them in grand prairie uh they're like 300 boot but i i got them just an oversized so that i had lots of room to breathe and if i want to double up on socks triple up whatever uh the mennonites or whatever the head rights they made me some slippers there full pure wool so they were good to the wick some of the uh the sweat and stuff right yeah where, where were those mennonites at a uh starbucks manitoba or steinbeck Sarge. Starbucks, Saskatchewan. Fuck Manitoba. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I was gonna say Steinbeck. Steinbeck is the Manitoba there. I know some people from Steinbeck. Yeah, no, it was a uh, Starbucks. Yeah, Starbucks. Nice. I stayed at the little motel there. It was a pretty good time. <laughs> uh, nice, nice. And uh, that's where they replaced my tires and stuff in the driveway. Uh, gave put me up some brakes, a new seat. Uh, brought some extra parts for Britney Spears and. She's pretty well all good to go. The only thing that I need now is uh, a new front hub and front brake assembly, but I got one coming from Amherst. How'd they, how'd they get that back? The the, the second bike? Yeah. Uh, I, I towed it with me. So when I, from Toronto to here, I got picked up by a guy with a car hauler, 18-wheeler, and he loaded it up on the back of there in a free space and me and him hammered down from pick me right up and uh, just Keelan Finch, North York, Ontario. And we went all the way down to Amherst, Nova Scotia. To get, and I drove her to a buddy's house from there and did a meet and greet. Got probably four or $500 in donations right quick in cash. Wow. I was in bed by eight o'clock. <laughs> so, so you made some of that money back. Oh, well, the, all the money that I get is all going towards the... Uh, yeah the bikers down so uh while i was in toronto i stayed there at a friend's house which you know i sublet and whatever rent with him uh i went to work with him while i was there so 
in the the four days that I went to work, I made back that two grand. <laughs> so it worked out pretty quick. So you you so this is what I love about you. Like you know, like there's I, I've heard it a couple times now here, man. You're just wherever you are, you're just like, hey, yeah, I'm gonna work. Fuck it. I mean, like I was in Toronto, I, I get paid uh, two dollars or two twenty five a dismount. So all I do is stand at a tire machine and take a tire off the rim, two bucks. So if you could do two hundred a day, there's four hundred and fifty bucks. Like so, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's can't uh, go wrong. Pretty easy, right? So if, if you if you want to make money, there's lots out there to make. You just got to put the time and effort in, right? And uh, absolutely, I got a lot of effort. <laughs> Well, hey, man, you know, the Alberta oil patch is hurting for workers, you know? Yeah, they couldn't handle me. <laughs> ah, no, dude, dude, they probably could. They, Man, come on out. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I, well, when I was 18, I flipped a coin. It was either Thailand or Fort St. John, B.C. Because for $6,000, where could you live the longest or whatever? Thailand was tied with Fort St. John because Fort St. John supplies the oil industry out there. So they're all year round. There's always going to be work and it's still booming out there too. So uh, I'm glad I landed on Fort St. John. You know, it's kind of a rough neck town, but I met lots of good people out there and uh, opened a lot of windows for me. Good old FSJ. Do you ever spend any time at the condo? Oh, bud. First time I'm <laughs> <term> stripper. <laughs> and be at one of the bouncers at Cheers Pub. Oh yeah, hey Cheers and the Condil are both closed now. They're yeah, gone. it's sad. Yeah. There's a, there's not even a single strip club in Nova Scotia no more. There's not a single one in Saskatchewan either. No, no. Um, when I was in Fort St. John, I was working up at Site C, and uh, we were staying at the hotel just down the street from the Condil. The Con, so I I never went in. Um, I was always the DD and I would sit out in the car or the truck and talk to my wife and stuff like that. And, um, so one time, you know, I'm sitting there talking to my wife and this woman, she comes up to the door and she's like, Hey, you got a cigarette? And she offers me, um, how do I say it? She offers me a, um, (laughs) yeah, she offers me lip service. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, no, no, I'm good. And she's like, fuck you. And then, and then I like rolled the window, and she starts pissing on the side of the truck. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that was that was interesting. Straight up there. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it was it was interesting. The good old, good old I heard you don't. I heard you don't ever trust the the ice water at the condil. I heard the the ice up in that area. Just, I don't, I don't know how true it was, but you know, the condil. Yeah. yeah, I think they tore the building down too. Yeah, that's what I heard. Um, also, another condil story. My favorite, one of my favorite memories of Fort St. John was um, so I hear, I listen to the radio a lot, and they were trying to um, make the condil family friendly. And, and it was like, um, welcome to the Condell pub and grill. You know, it's like, bring on, bring the, bring the wife and kids down, uh, Monday to Friday until six, until 6 PM for dinner. Right. After 6 PM, it's like the kids got to leave. Right. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, they tried to turn the Condell family friendly. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that was a time. 
man. It was, uh, yeah. Within a, two weeks, the table was already ripped and felt it like drinks poured all over it. It was, a uh, good memories there, man. <laughs> good memories. <laughs> I bet. Um, so you plan on doing another one? You plan on going again? Soon as, uh, not as soon as I get legit, but like, you know, work comes first, right? The campground's got to be open here in the next couple months. So I got to hammer down there. But uh, once I get all legit, logistic wise and uh, get insurance on the bike, I'm probably going to leave Brittany home and take Brittany spares because it's an original bike that's not leaking anything. So uh, Brittany's, uh, she got home, she did her time and uh, it'll be a, a campground freaking workhorse slash, you know, uh, mascot <laughs> are but, are you gonna start in 100 mile house again no i want to start here and then go north to newfoundland and then go labrador northern ontario and then do all the northern provinces uh i've already been talking to a couple people about trying to get a bush plane so i can get up into nunavut and uh potentially do all of canada and then go wow. once i get to the west coast turn around go south and then hammer back, do the whole loop, do yeah, East Coast, West, and then back to East Coast. Wow. So you want to do basically East to West, West back to East. Yeah. And that way there, it'll still work out to be trying to beat that 13,500 kilometer uh, record that's out there. You'll get it. You'll smash her, bud. Like, ah, uh, that's, that's incredible. I'm by far the only person to ever drag a three-wheeler with a three-wheeler through Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, <laughs> and part of Ontario. So whatever. I, I got lots of bragging rights. And uh, I'm going to do it again for sure, not just for for anybody, but like for myself. To, to I, I, I got to finish, right? Like I started it, and I knew with the logistics of it was kind of a hit or miss. But once I made it through BC, I had to keep on rolling. Like I never thought dreams I'd get through the national park. Like <laughs> they just worked out. Shit happens for a reason, right? That's right, man. You know, and and you know, you they stopped you, so you have the the fire in you to now. You want to go all the way around Canada, right? So if you would have gotten across, you probably would have just been like, "Cool, I did it. I did it." That's Maybe. it. That's yeah. it. Maybe now you're gonna see. Now you're gonna see all of Canada, right? And yeah. man, With that's that, incredible. I, I'll, I'll change it so that it's like September, October area. So the weather's gonna be a lot better. The trails aren't gonna be as bad. Uh, it's still gonna have cooler temperatures for night riding, which is what I'd still prefer to do myself, because I don't know. It, I, driving at night's just wicked, and when it comes to camping. I was sleeping during the day, so I didn't have to worry about any animals and stuff, right? So there was a, a lot of thought process into it, and that's why I stayed up all night and slept during the day. Nothing better than curling up and the sun shining on your face, have a nice hour, two-hour nap in the hammock, and then hammer down in the town. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. Um, yeah. No, it, when you come out to Alberta, though, you got my number, and you know where I'm at, and I'm not hard to find. So, uh, you, you gotta, you gotta stop by wherever, wherever I am. Uh, we'll make plans we'll be, to go wherever you are. That'd be insane. I'd love to, I'd love to come hang out and meet Brittany Spares. Yeah. She's a, she's a good girl. She deserves a, 
a little bit of a, a touch up here and there, but I hope to get her running uh, depending on weather and stuff, right? Uh, this weekend, I got to go down to my other property there. I got all my tools and my dogs are there and stuff. So like, you know, I got to actually go home. I have still never made it home yet. Right. So I got here, I started working right away, uh, trying to get things ready for the inspectors and shit like that. So we can start building the next camp too. Uh, wood and everything's there ready to go. Just waiting for the one more inspection. Right. So do you own the camp? Uh, I, I work and run it and part of it and fingers in there. And yeah, <laughs> there's, there's a whole lot going on. So it's not a hundred percent mine. No, but it, uh, I'm in it. Well, what, what's the name of the camp and where is it? Just in case anyone wants to, you know, go camping there and, and be around legendary folk. <laughs> so it's uh, in uh, head of Chesicoke, Chesicoke Harbor, uh, Chesicoke Inlet. So I uh, right beside Porter's Lake. It's uh, Lawrencetown beach has year round surfing and that's the inlet that feeds out to it. So uh, the website is www.sunsetinlet.ca and we are pet friendly and it's a uh, basically an Airbnb style campground. We own the campers and the camps and rent it out by the night. Wow. So I, I never asked because everyone already seems to know, but what are your socials if you want to plug those? Uh, socials are webman69. That's my Insta and my uh, TikTok. And then Matthew Webb or Matthew Webb 081 is my Facebook and my Facebook business account. Nice, nice. So um, I usually like to wrap it up with uh, a question there. It's, uh, you know, Mount Rushmore, right? The four most important people in American history. Yeah. Right. And I think I already know what one of yours is, but. So the foremost, foremost influential people in your life, the foremost, uh, the four, the four people that are, you know, the mean most to you in your life, who, who would they be and why? Uh, both my grandfathers, you know, just, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. So <laughs> easy that one. And, uh, my mom would be on there because she, uh, she has four boys <laughs> and I'm one of them and I'm the one that's from day one, <laughs> I, I came out ass first. So I, I was a bit of an asshole with the first sight and uh, it is what it is. I, I'm the most brutally honest person that you'll ever meet. And I, I thank that to her. And uh, the, the last one, number four, it's it's gonna be a weird one, but it's myself, man. Uh, it took me 30, 37 years to, to put faith and love into myself instead of thinking about everybody else and stuff like, uh, I'm a well-oiled machine, and it's because I, I, I love myself. I, 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 I'm really proud of how far I've came in life and how much farther I'm going to go. It's just getting started from here, man. So I said, I always told people at a young age I'd be retired at 40. Uh, I'll be 38 this year, and it's it's looking like it's uh, going to be a smooth sailing from here, man. Good for you, man. And that's not that's not weird at all, man. you got to love the man in the mirror before you can love anyone else, right? <laughs> right. And it's taken me... I don't know. I was, I know, I guess I kind of came across as cocky or whatever when I was younger. So people were like, oh yeah, you love yourself too much, yada, yada, yada. No, that's not the case. That wasn't the case at all. You know what I mean? And it was only the last two years where I really started to learn a lot about me and myself and what makes me tick. And, you know, um, and yeah, I, I'm kind of, my grandmother said it and my wife actually have also said it. 
um, has also said it. My, my grandmother said, you know, there's something there. And one day you're going to discover that. And when you do, I, it's going to be, you're going to love it. Right. And, you know, my wife and I, we've been together for 17 years and, you know, um, I often wonder why she stayed. Right. Like I was a shithead as a teenager <laughs> and, you know, in my early twenties, you know, I was, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm in my twenties. You know what I mean? That it was whatever. And, you know, I've asked her like, why did you stay? You know, like there, there's nothing, I wasn't, you know, um, you know, uh, desirable, I guess. Yeah. And, and, and she said, I saw something worth sticking around for, you know, and, and that hit that hit. Right. And, you know, uh, the last couple of years I, I started seeing the same things that they see. Right. So, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it, it's nice. <laughs> it, it's humbling. Eh? It's, it's, uh, yeah, it, it, it's good to self love. <laughs> Yeah, it's a slippery slope, though, right? You got to be careful with how much and and and, and you know to what extent. But nope. it's it... not only you feeding the geese. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kylie in the comments here says she missed the name of that camp. Uh, Sunset Inlet Campground. Sunsetinlet.ca. Awesome. There you have it. Um, yeah, I I. I think, uh, you know, I think this has been fun and, and, you know, um, Matt, I, thanks for coming on and sharing your story, dude. Like that's, I really, it's really cool. It's, like I said, that's all we got left in the world is time. So uh, use it wisely. And I think this is a really good use of time and I appreciate your time, man. It was awesome. Yeah, man. I appreciate that. That's, uh, you know, um, what I'm, yeah, what I'm doing here, you know, it's, I, I could be out know, drinking or doing drugs. And I mean, I guess some people mix the two podcasting with both, but whatever uh, I'm here, I'm here and I'm doing it and whatever. I'm not hurting anyone <laughs> getting to know cool people. It's awesome, man. I, like I said, I super appreciate it. All right, man. Well, um, yeah, uh, that's, that's it for me. And uh, thanks for, thanks for coming and you stay frosty. We'll be talking brother. I don't know if I can trust this music uh, because of what happened at the start, but let's, let's go. And nope, it's fucking up. <laughs> oh, shit.